everyone, and welcome back to another episode of We Talk Extensively. I'm Jill. And I'm Maddie. Let's break down our hot takes on this week's sports and pop culture news. Hi, Maddie. Hi, Jill. How are you? I'm good. How are you gearing up for birthday week here? I am uh, doing okay. It's going to be like the last two years I've had a big like work deadline at the end of July. So it's upsetting that my birthday also falls at the end of July. Very inconvenient. <laughs> like how rude. They, One of my friends was like, are you, are you taking the day off work? And I was like, is that a thing adults do? Like, <laughs> Right? Like, no. I know. I do know a lot of people that do that, but I am like, give me all of the attention possible on my birthday. So like, <laughs> I'm going to work and make it very clear that it's my birthday. My team has a meeting on Wednesday, which is my birthday. And I'm just like, I swear if anyone brings it up in this call, I will kill them. <laughs> you will have to go. Um, I do not speak to list and like it spreads off. Wildly opposite. I like fully make sure that it's in my boss's calendar. <laughs> it's very um, odd Leo behavior on my part because per the astrological signs, we like to be the center of attention. <laughs> I don't know if that's my problem. I just like to be. So I don't know if that has anything to do with my astrological side. Maybe you're like, okay, so I, I didn't really know this until recently, but you have like a, a rising sign and a moon sign and then like your actual sign. So maybe a rising sign or something is a Leo and that's how you act. <laughs> like, maybe. It's all, it's all based on like your time of birth. And I one time asked my mom, because I had a friend who wanted to figure it out. And she's like, I don't know. Like, I know this. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, I'll do some research and let you know of all of my signs for future episodes. Thank you. Um, before we jump in, I do have to tell a story from a fan from the last I'm episode. So so our loyal fa- fan is challenging our thoughts that we could survive on Big Brother Slop for an entire week. Oh, yeah. And so I feel like I would like to, I would, we did look into like what slop consists of and it's like mostly oatmeal. Like there's, oatmeal. they put some protein powder in it, which I think would probably make it worse to be quite honest with you. But oh, I feel like, gross. I feel like we need to have like an, an oatmeal challenge similar yeah. to our like Pete Davidson workout plan, which lasted about <laughs> three days. <laughs> week and then it, it just ended but for that week it was tough I do think we should also I really truly think we could survive yeah I I, I, mean, I don't I don't feel like I would die in any circumstance I'd no. probably be like I really would like a junk food right now because that's how my normal life goes but <laughs> I'm not saying I'm gonna be the most energetic I've ever yeah. been I'm gonna be like wasting away <laughs> So I don't know. I feel like we should set set a week where we um where we decide to to go off of that and, and just see if we can if we can really okay. put our money where our mouth is there. Yes, I'm down. As soon as my mom leaves LA, then we can do the oatmeal challenge. Perfect. I love it. 
But I know we have like so much sports news to cover, I but I think we wanted to like quickly touch on the pop culture stuff that happened this week. Um, it's like very brief. Cause again, not a lot happened. Yeah. Other than like, I don't like who gave Brittany the keys to her Instagram account. Cause like, <laughs> I know we're trying to like free Brittany, but I don't think that meant like free the nipple. And like, why is she posting topless photos on Instagram all of a sudden? It was shocking, shocking behavior. It kind of came out of nowhere. And then there was like a second one too. And I was like, what is going on here? I only saw the one you sent me. And I was like, this is too much for my sweet eyes. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely check out the other one because it's even more graphic. And she was just like holding them in a manner that she's like squishing them together. Right. Like, <laughs> and that's that is like how all of her dance videos are though. There's a lot of like chest grabbing and like pushing. <laughs> True, but I was like this is such a weird pose. Like I would never pose for a photo like this. No. Not to say I'm ever going to pose like a topless photo on Instagram, but if I did, that would not be the pose I would pick. Yeah, very, very strange. I don't know what is what is going on with Brittany there. But like, she should probably just lie low for a little bit. Like things were looking good. There was some movements happening. You know, Cher is a big supporter of Brittany's like (laughs) case kind of thing, which like, I feel like tells you all you need to know. But um, but like, yeah, maybe don't like go with the whole like, I can take care of myself. But like, boom, topless photos. Right. Not the only shocking photo we saw this week in on Instagram, Jennifer Lopez decided to have a little fun this weekend and post a makeout photo of her and Ben Affleck on a boat. I guess yeah. seemingly confirming that they're back together. Yeah, Benifer like like went Instagram official this week, which was pretty crazy. It was she's fifty two. It was her birthday. I know. That's insane. It, she looks so I, good. I don't even look that good now. So like, no, I never like that was never in question that we would ever have looked that good ever. Right. So like, it's just not something that is attainable for me. I don't know how I feel about Benefer 2.0. I mean, like, I think I like it better than than A Rod. Yeah, I'm I'm torn. I mean, going going back to your ex is like not always the best recommended approach to situations. Like that's been like twenty years for them. They both have like kids (laughs) since they dated, um, and like husbands and wives, and like I don't know, very very interesting. But yeah, they are they are back on a boat together, (laughs) making out. Make it out to see. Yeah. So thank you for that, Jem, because without that, we would have had very few stories. Well, the other one that I thought was like the weirdest story of the week that we just need to touch on was what is Kanye West's new like fashion style thing? Like it looks like he's going to rob a bank with pantyhose on his head. <laughs> and he like had some sort of like weird listening party in Atlanta at the like Mercedes-Benz Stadium and he wore yeah. Like winter jacket clothing from the Gap, which is like his new collection, and then this like face covering, which like shout out to Kanye for still wearing a mask during COVID, but like I don't understand (laughs) what it was at all. Well, and on top of that, he had like literally the saddest 
list of food that I've ever seen at like any type of A-list party. It was like assorted snack basket that included peanuts. Like Yeah, but it wasn't the food. It was like, how much did it cost? Like chicken fingers and fries was $50. <laughs> what on earth? Well, like maybe the gospel albums like aren't selling well. So he needs to like make up for this one. Maybe. Um, I don't know. It was it was interesting though because Kim was there. Yes. So um still supporting him, which is good to see. Yeah, with the kiddos. Yep. Um and then yeah, he got like a key to the city of Atlanta, but like again accepted it with this like like face covering of like literally like I'm literally not kidding, it looks like he has like yes. on his face. I I don't I- understand it. Also, like, why is he getting the keys to the city of Atlanta? Like, what ties does he have to Atlanta? He's not from there. I and have I no idea. Like, what notable work has he done in Atlanta that earns you the keys of the city? Literally no clue. Like, <laughs> if he had been given, like, a key to the city of, like, somewhere in Wyoming, sure, I guess he lives there. Right. But, like, I don't know the Atlanta connection at all. Like, maybe Chicago? I don't know. But but Atlanta seems off. Does It does seem off, so yeah. very, very strange. Well, precious. Yeah. I assume he'll win some sort of, like, Grammy because, like, there's not a lot of competition in the, like, gospel choir right. category kind of thing. Except for but... maybe Justin Biebs, he released a gospel album, like, right after um, Purpose came out. Yes. I, I don't know if people listen to it, but it's there. On, on Apple Music, didn't he? Did he win a Grammy for it? No, but perhaps. No. Oh, well, maybe he did. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't pay attention to the it's, gospel. It's, weird. it's, so it's not gospel. usually one of the categories that gets aired on the on TV. There, no. so skip. <laughs> um, I have to bring up my favorite pop culture story from the week, and it involves our favorite baby daddy, Nick Cannon. <laughs> and okay, so Nick Cannon apparently pranked Kevin Hart for his birthday and I think it involved like a goat or a llama some type of animal okay so Kevin Hart decided to pay um Nick Cannon back and (laughs) get him a billboard that's like if you're looking for a baby daddy my friend would be a really good option call (laughs) this number and it's like I didn't call the number but who knows where it takes you to, but there's a number there. And obviously it's referring to Nick Cannon. Um, multiple children. <laughs> which is just so great. I mean, you know what? He deserves that after he was like, he basically came out saying that he planned to have this many children with this many different baby mamas. And like, there are unplanned children that he, that are out there related to him. And like it, and refer to himself as a seahorse, perhaps. Yep. But I don't think he understands that seahorse carry the children. The, the male seahorse does. So yeah, not the best reference. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I would assume um, it's probably one of those like phone numbers that like sometimes celebrities put in their bio mm. and say like text me or whatever. Text me. But still, yeah, it looked pretty pretty funny. Kevin Hart. I didn't know that they were friends, to be quite honest with you, but... No clue. Had we, no clue we they were friends. But yeah. learned something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> that was what I learned that day. <laughs> well, I think we should switch over to sports because it was, like, insane this week. I was, like, trying to keep right. up with all of the news stories, and I was like, what <laughs> is going on here? It was 
far too much. There was obviously some huge signings. The NFL had a pretty big announcement. The Bucks won the championship, which, you know, perhaps will be the best summer of sports. <laughs> no well, Giannis, Giannis won MVP, and yeah. um, he's trying to basically rival Ovi with the, his championship <laughs> summer there. But um, I loved his videos going through Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. And, like, <laughs> chicken nuggets. And he's like, I want 50, or not 49, not 51, talking about how many points he had in the in the finals game. So I was like one yeah. of the best performances I've ever, well, anyone's ever seen in, in a championship game yeah. there. And he and hit I, like all his free throws, which was like he, what he was being mocked on for. Right. He so. was out of control in that game. That was uh, honestly the only game in the finals that I watched. And um, it was... I felt really bad for Chris Paul and Devin Booker, but I just, you couldn't top that performance. And like that, uh, the trophy, I don't even know what the NBA trophy is called. Larry Um, O'Brien. Okay. But it should stay in his home because (laughs) he won it for them. So True. Yeah. But I thought was cute. I didn't realize like one of his brothers plays for the Bucks as well. Yeah. And then they have a, they have another brother who played for LA and so one that with the Lakers last year. So that was kind of cool that like three out of the four brothers have one now or three out of the five, I guess. And one is still quite young and the other one doesn't play professionally. So yeah, probably won't win, but never say never. (laughs) Well, we did see another set of brothers make a milestone uh this weekend so the Hughes brothers oh my god it was like brothers galore weekend (laughs) um but they are the first brothers in NHL history to have three brothers all drafted in the top 10 of their respective draft year um so that was nice to see and they were obviously super excited and Luke got drafted to play with his brother in New Jersey um, Jack, yeah. I do feel bad for the other one because, like, not only does he have to play for the Canucks, but, like, he also doesn't get to play with his brother, so. I did think it was funny. He Quinn, Quinn Hughes, when he was, like, before um, Luke was drafted there, he was, like, he's, like, don't worry if you don't go to New Jersey. Like, their their arena smells anyways. <laughs> like yeah. Which was, he's like, just. trolling him. Totally. <laughs> um, but they were pretty excited, and that was cool to see. Like, you kind of forget that these these kids get drafted at like 18 years old. And so, so like young. being able to go and live with your brother, like at least as you start your career, because typically they're, they're going to start in the NHL at, at that draft position. So, yeah, you know, gives yeah. you a bit of sense of stability and everything like that. But it was crazy though. Like I couldn't believe how many brothers like connected this weekend. Like the yeah. Jones brothers, Caleb and, and Seth Jones are now going to play in Chicago together. And, and Seth Jones got a major extension. Yeah. Got <laughs> nine out of, point something a year. Yeah, for, got out of Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. Freed. Yeah. And then uh Kirby Kirby Dutch, uh his brother got drafted, which I can't remember his brother's name now. Jake mm-hmm. something, maybe, I don't know. Um, but also got in Chicago, so double bros in, in Chicago. Oh. There. And then um, Kale McCarr signed a big extension in Colorado, extension. which <laughs> six years for $9 million. And I think it was the hurricane social media where they were like, nice. <laughs> Cause it's like, six <laughs> to nine. I was like, so good. 
so so good their social media team is is just too funny much better than the flames who spelt um their announcement wrong with they copied literally from the predators and it was like good morning to everyone except the seattle kraken except instead of accept they said expect (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so sad why can't we be better so rough but um but anyways Makar signed in in Colorado and then they drafted his brother like super late in the draft like the the last pick essentially but um but still kind of cool to to see that yeah Chicago actually made some pretty big headlines this year they had um Megan Hunter announced their first pick who became I think one of the first I can't remember her role um her role with the uh, Blackhawks right now, but she's one of like the top females in, in NHL sports. So that's kind of exciting that she was there to announce the first, uh, their first pick in round one. Yeah. There's still some speculation that she could be like the first female GM at some point in time. So that's pretty cool to, to see. Cause I think she was like a scout for a long time. And so like, she was, Scotty Bowman's like assistant and has basically grown through that. It says now director of hockey uh, administration yeah. and amateur scout. So exciting for her, exciting well, for women in the NHL. Who knows what happens with Scotty Bowman there, right? Like if he was part of that whole um, alleged assault situation right. there. So I'm, I, I mean, they haven't really done too much with that yet, but um, yeah, Megan could be, could be destined to take over if, if they have to make some, shakeups in the front office there (laughs) yeah so exciting for for them exciting draft minus for maybe um owen power who r.i.p to his career well i thought it was funny like so the buffalo drafts owen power which okay fine they obviously need some some defense but shortly before that they traded risalainen to philly um so like weakened their defense in order to (laughs) I, I don't know, add to your defense. Like, that didn't make a lot of add sense to me. Poor kid. Yeah. Philly, Philly was trading people quite mm-hmm. a bit. Right. I'm over Voracek's the weekend. gone. Yeah, they traded Voracek to, to Columbus for Cam Atkinson, um, who actually, Columbus actually drafted Voracek. So, kind of a return to oh, his roots there. Interesting. Full mm-hmm. circle moment. Full circle <laughs> moment. Yeah. Um, I was concerned a little bit for Power's grandma because she seemed like quite old and there was a lot of people at, granted it was outdoors, but I was just like, oh, COVID. COVID's done now, didn't you know? I forgot. Minus minus all the people and its impact at the Olympics. We'll get to that later. I know. Well, it was crazy because... so that actually wasn't the only draft in the NHL this week because the the expansion draft did go ahead here as well. Yeah. So like we expected, um, the Flames did lose Mark Giordano to to the Kraken. Um, we need someone to check on Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. Johnny Goudreau <laughs> was a little bit upset on his Instagram. He's like, take it off, take the jersey off. Like, it looks weird. So and all the crying, like yeah. the, the sobbing face emojis. So well, <laughs> Hopefully he's healed over the weekend and he has a couple more months to maybe come to terms with it before totally. we have to get back, yeah. back there. 
There was some some surprising decisions though made by um, by Seattle, like with their drafts. Uh, they they I didn't really feel like they picked a ton of star power. They left some on the on the board, like yeah. Tarasenko, for example, who we thought might be like he was exposed by St. Louis because of his asking for a trade, and they yeah. didn't pick him up. Carey Price was the Price. other one that was a lot of rumors around, but he is having knee surgery, and so. Obviously, there were some health concerns there on on if he would be able to to carry the the load and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then there yeah. was a, a lot of kind of just like casual players taken who you know we were like maybe they'll do something, but they aren't named players in the yeah. NHL right now. So I just felt, and maybe it was the way that the other teams played it differently than when the Vegas draft happened, but there were, as you noted, like some pretty mentionable people that were left unprotected that I feel like Seattle didn't draft for a winning team. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just seems, it seemed odd. A lot of players I barely even knew. Um, yeah. They seemed concerned with the cap or something. Cause like, you know, there certainly were players who were left unprotected that, yeah. Um, you know, had hefty contracts with them. Maybe they're planning to make their splash in free agency as opposed to to the trades because there's a, a ton of UFAs as we covered last week um, out there. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, a bit of a different one. Like sometime, it was funny, they brought a bunch <laughs> of like so- Seattle celebrities out to, to <laughs> right. make them and so you get these football players out there and they're like, we don't have a clue on how to pronounce this name. <laughs> who, so. who is this person? Like you think that they would have practiced it I know. Um, before, but I guess maybe Marshawn Lynch has more to do with his time. I mean, maybe like things. write it out phonetically or something like that on the, <laughs> on the card. Like I know Marshawn is like just there so he doesn't get fined, but like, <laughs> I do feel like we need to talk a little bit about Montreal because, okay, not only did they leave Carey Price open and now, you know, they've come out and said maybe he won't be ready to go or or 100%. They've come out and basically said Shea Weber will never play again in his career. Most likely, um, yeah. And then they drafted, um, I can't even remember his name right now, but the kid that they drafted in the first round Went and played in Sweden last year and was fined by the Swedish police for sexual misconduct, paid paid a fine there. Basically, when the not when the story came out, but the the kid a week or so ago kind of withdrew himself from the draft and said, please don't draft me. I need to grow up a little bit, which I guess I respect that decision. Um and then there goes Montreal drafting them anyways. Yeah, so Logan Malou is is probably not how I pronounce the last name because I'm not French, but um, <laughs> but something like that um, is the is the player's name. And, and yeah, when he was playing in Sweden, he was charged with like distributing essentially porno- pornographic photos right. of this without girl consent. Yeah. without this consent, like who was I guess in the some sort of sexual act kind of thing and sent it to all his buddies, which is gross and, and awful and, and anything um, 
And so, yeah, he was, he was charged there for that and then came out and said, and, and a lot of teams were like, we won't touch him. Like, we're not going to take him. Um, even if you look at like the whole Jake Vertanen situation, like he's yeah. now on waivers for the purpose of buyout. Like these teams don't want to go close to these no. problematic people. And, but then Montreal took him like certain, he probably would have got drafted at some point because he was like a high ranked yeah. skater in the, in the central scouting um list or whatever but but they took in him the first high. round yeah like, come on bit of a weird one um you know mark Bergeron there he said like he made an error in judgment and we'll work with him and he's aware of this error but like i don't know what kind of standard does that set for like the team that you are bringing this right. person in and and like I don't know. There's there's remorse and there's like remediation and all that kind of stuff that you can do, but it doesn't change the fact that you you did it. And by rewarding someone with the draft pick like that, like yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I think I don't know. They should have not drafted him this year. He withdrew his name. Well, so in- that's the thing. That was kind of lip service because you actually can withdraw it from the draft. Like you don't have yeah. to put your name in for it for the draft. And he didn't do that. He didn't go through the actual formal process. So he just basically oh, so was he like just told us. Yeah. Okay. So like, w- another stellar fine moment. Yeah, like I mean like that would it'd be like me saying like don't draft me kind of thing. Like okay, <laughs> no, like no. Well, no one was no one was going to, but like <laughs> have taken you in the first round <laughs> like I'm not eligible like is the is the key thing and so he could have like renounced some of his eligibility or something like that too yeah but yeah I don't I mean, know not not a good look um no I'm no. curious on the Shea Weber stuff as well like because he played throughout the whole playoffs yes. and so was he doing that basically like I'm I know I'm never gonna play again so I might as well try and get this cup or did they like push him Right. Like where if he hadn't have played, maybe his career was salvageable or something like that. Like maybe I could have won my bracket and Vegas could have won the cup. (laughs) Rude. But (laughs) I I feel like an athlete in that position, like he probably, I'm sure there was pressure from the team to be like, or the, the doctors to be like, it's fine. Like it's not really as bad as it seems. It'll be okay. It's only X number of games left you can do this, but, and I'm sure as an athlete, you have that mentality in the back of your head. Like he probably did know that his career is coming to an end. This may be the last shot um, that he has, but it's sad to kind of see that his career ends that way. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe he'll recover and be able to play another, another season or something like that. But yeah, it looks pretty rough for him. Yeah. Yeah. The other crazy news um, before we jump over to the Olympics was on in the NFL this week. Right. Um, so the NFL basically came out. And so last year's season was played and there was a, quite a few games that had to be postponed or rescheduled because of an outbreak of yeah. COVID amongst players. And so and now... Just on like random days, like a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Wednesday. So like... I mean, they were being tested every, every day. And so typically games were on Sunday and so, and then they don't, they don't get together on Monday. So I think that was why it was often the like Tuesday or Wednesday results that came out there. But the NFL basically has like drawn a line in the sand on their stance on getting vaccinated. And they have basically said that if a team 
has an outbreak amongst unvaccinated players and that the, the game has to be like rescheduled that the un, the team that has the outbreak with the unvaccinated players has to forfeit and yeah. i think the players like that cause it like don't receive their salary or something like that yeah yeah i think so and it's they're basically saying like if it can't be re- rescheduled within the 18 weeks which means like if it can't if you're the two teams whose game is postponed don't have the same bye week like yeah it can't be rescheduled basically yeah, there's no like there's there's not really a reschedule yeah. option like they're basically saying we're not moving the super bowl it is when it is yeah and honestly kudos to them because the so i don't know how long ago maybe a month or two ago cole beasley basically threw a hissy fit yeah being like, I refuse to get vaccinated. Like, I'd rather just retire and end my career versus, I I don't know. He had, like, the stupidest reasons for not getting vaccinated. And then even more recently, he's come out and said if that, like, Pfizer paid his wife to get vaccinated or something like that. And then Mark Cuban was like, okay, I'll buy you a stock of Pfizer that pays dividends. Like, is that what you need kind of thing? Like, you're multi-millionaire. I don't understand here. Just, like, shut up and go get your vaccine. Like, I, I just don't understand. And... In my opinion, if I was, like, a GM of a team and I knew that this guy was, like, running his mouth and putting my whole team at risk, like, you're gone. I don't want to deal with you. And so the NFL is actually, like, pretty high in terms of their vaccination percentage. Um, It's reported that, like, 30 of the 32 teams have 90% of their personnel uh, vaccinated and the other teams are like 85%. So like most people are already vaccinated. So this is truly like a stance against the Cole Beasley's of the world (laughs) who are like just spreading misinformation and obviously have a platform. And so, you know, if, if that's the case and you don't, if you don't want to get vaccinated, then like, I guess you're making a decision for yourself and your career, but like, how do you choose that this is the hill you're dying on when like <laughs> literally people in the NFL are dying because of like CTE or like, right. like, you know, the, uh, the drugs and the alcohol and, and the addiction issues that come yeah. with, you know, playing or the, um, painkillers and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, you don't seem to have any sort of opinions on that factor, right. but like right. getting vaccinated and like getting it like before 95% of the, the world population is a privilege and this is the hill that you're upset about like I know when I read his article or his interview like whenever it first came out I was like that you are done just like retire and go away in your little hole and like don't leave I guess then if you're in your, you and your family don't want to be exposed yeah there's so there's like a few um like a few names have come out. Like I think there was one on the Vikings who's their offensive line coach. Um, he's refusing to get the vaccine. So he doesn't have an exemption and they're basically like, Kate, well then, then you're out kind of thing. Um, I think the, there's a Patriots coach, same, same boat kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting what they've, what they've done. And, and I'm, I'm on board. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I don't feel bad for them. If no, that if that's how they want to go out and lose their job, go ahead. Totally. Like, yeah. And I don't want to hear about you in the news. Like, I don't yeah. want to hear. I just want to hear that you've been fired or like, or that's all I want to hear. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to hear some interview where you're whining 
about how they can't do this to me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Cause like you said earlier, um, the Olympics have started now and there has been some COVID impacts yeah. on, on that. And, um, and I'm sure that those people are probably like, I sure wish whoever I got this from had gotten vaccinated. Yeah. Cause, um, so far, like the biggest names that are out of the Olympics are in the Gulf. Um, so Bryson DeChambeau, who we know is, has, has the dramatics over here with, um, with his, his, uh, eye rolling situation from a few weeks back. Um, but he tested positive for COVID and John Ram, who is the like yeah. world number one ranked golfer right now. Um, so they're both out of the Olympics because of this, as well as a few other people who, by no means less important, but just like less significant. <laughs> we just, we just don't really know their names or what yeah. they do. <laughs> but I um, did. <laughs> and it, I mean, there was a huge thing. So it's already, I guess a lot of companies and, and people in Japan specifically are very upset that the Olympics are still going on. I mean, rightfully so, it's bringing a lot of people, even if it's just the athletes, yeah. it's athletes, reporters, you're bringing a lot of people like into. Well, there was a lot home. of, pro- there was a lot of protests happening through the opening ceremonies that like they yep. could literally hear during the ceremonies. Yeah. There was two countries, which I'm not going to attempt to pronounce, um, that went maskless in the opening ceremonies. Oh, I only saw one. Because mm, I'm, I'm sure there was a second one. There was because so Kyrgyzstan was the one that I had seen. I watched the opening ceremonies and I and I noticed it. And then the announcers were like, "Oh my god!" Like they were genuinely shocked that there was there was quite a few. Every all the athletes and everything had masks on for all the other countries. There was definitely the ones who had it below their nose. Um, they were yeah. typically, and I'm not trying to be stereotypical, but they were typically like 50 plus year old white male members of the Olympic contingency there. Um, so like the coaches or the staff or whatever, but they were the ones who primarily had it below their nose. Um, but Kyrgyzstan, like their athletes, their, their whole, their whole walking didn't have, have masks on. I can't imagine they're a country that's vaccinated. I would doubt it. Um, but I mean, maybe they've got the like Russian vaccine, which Sputnik, (laughs) I don't know how effective that is. Uh. Yeah, I did not watch the opening ceremonies because honestly, you didn't really sell it to me. (laughs) Well, it was like, I mean, it's supposed to be symbolic, right? And so there was moments where like you, I could appreciate that. Like, certainly they had like the Japanese uh, themed, like everything from like the robots to the um, martial arts kind of things and, and everything like that. But it just was really weird to watch because there was no fans and the athletes were contingencies were very, very small. The other weird thing. So this games is supposed to be really focused on the equality of, of men and women and in sports. And there's been a lot of talk about like (laughs) how many athletes each country is sent in by both genders. So almost every country did 
a male and a female flag bearer, which is great, but also friggin' awkward. Like walking in with right. a pole that you're both holding, <laughs> it just looks so uncomfortable. Like, I don't know why you couldn't do like a female for your opening ceremonies and a male for your closing or right. vice versa. Like split it that way instead. Yeah. And like, I know you, I mean, you and I are shorter. So like, I mean, obviously I would be picked to be the flag bearer. Of course and- we would of him. <laughs> I probably would have been closing because I feel like I would have had like a really big Olympics. Big yeah, absolutely. I've been the disappointment. <laughs> yeah. After I, after I won the like Olympic gold in, um, I probably would have won it in two sports. I, I think I just. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you, um, I mean, if you're walking with a taller guy, yeah. I guess unless they put you with, I don't know, the men's gymnastics team, <laughs> like, their stride is going to be way longer than you. Like, they're going to have to either hold it at an awkward level for their arms or your arms are going to be like, yeah. it just seems so odd. Well, there's, I've heard in previous Olympics um, quite a bit of talk about how tiring the actual flag bearer role yeah. is um, and how like often they will pick athletes whose competition is quite a ways after the ceremonies because like you are holding it is a very large flag and with the pole and everything that and I mean this one was a little bit shorter but you know traditionally it's a very long morning of of ceremonies and everything that but and then I guess you're not going to have people waving it around because you can't do that with like two people well they there were some that were trying and like a couple of them flags got wrapped around the pole and like I don't I I almost think you would have been better to forego the pole and have a flag and have the people like walking holding it like kind of a trailing behind idea. them which I think would have been or like or you put it on like two poles um yeah. and so it's like held up like like a, I don't know all better suggestions than all, what's yes, going on definitely so um, but yeah, it was, I don't know. It was fine. It just wasn't, it didn't have the like moments other yeah. than there was one commercial about, um, parents and like the pride that they have from their, their kids going to the Olympics that I was like sobbing and I was like, I'm in the middle of my work day and I'm bawling my eyes out. I was so, I've watched, I watched the diving. Um, yeah, we got silver in that. Yeah, so Canada, I haven't checked really today, but kind of like as of this morning, have ha- has two medals, uh, both silver, one in the diving and the the synchronized three meter platform women's, I think, and yeah, then Jennifer um, Abel and I can't remember the other girl. Finally, name. finally, and there was yeah the other girl I don't recall her name. They mostly just I mean in the U.S. they were just talking about her because she's um been to so many games and i guess brazil rio was like kind of a disappointment yeah um and the 400 or the four by 400 or four by 100 um swimming relay the women's yeah penny penny had a big race there penny alessiak to uh she's now tied for the most yeah, in summer games for Canadian history. So that's pretty cool um, considering she's probably got a few games ahead of her and probably a few yeah. races here. So would yeah. expect her to probably be most decorated fairly soon here. But yeah, Very we're exciting. Canada's at two silver medals is our, is our tally right now. And um, the kind of ones leading the way are the ones that typically do China, the United yeah. States, um, Japan's got quite a few golds there as well. So they're up in the rankings, but 
I just like don't even know what they've given out medals for so far. I think it's weird things like fencing. Yeah, because there's some sports that actually start before the ceremonies even oh, right. kick off. Because um, a lot of them have like uh, like play in rounds or 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 like the rowing and stuff like that have, yeah. have to get to the the regatta kind of thing. So um, yeah, there's I think some martial arts were were awarded. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I did watch before we started recording the men's gymnast and Canada doesn't have a team in this, but the men's gymnastics um, like qualification. And I just, I don't understand the parallel bars. (laughs) I don't understand why anyone would ever want to compete in something where you're swinging back and forth on your armpits. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it just looks like it hurts so bad. I love watching the comparison of the like the bars or the vault or um, uh, what's the horse thing? The pommel horse. The pommel horse comparison to like the gymnastics of like the 1960s or the 1940s or whatever <laughs> when they basically like go and like leapfrog it and they're like, vault, like we did it. <laughs> and now it's like these like intricate like flips in the air. Yeah. Like your arm muscles must just be like screaming oh, in torture and everything like yeah. that. Like they pull themselves up by their by their hands and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like it's insane. But even the rings, like but the but the parallel bars, I just don't understand the the purpose of yeah, it's, getting into that. It is tough. <laughs> Um, some of my other favorite news from the Olympics was one of the softball games had to be postponed because a bear was on the field. <laughs> so, like, like, one of the one of the rowing matches had, or not matches, but like rowing things had to be postponed due to like a swarm of oysters. Which, like, <laughs> who knew that was even a thing? I, I did not know they swarmed. I did, you know, I did not know the um, that they were pack traveling. No, uh, fish there, so. they were just like shells that you found at the bottom of the water. Right? Like, yeah. But so apparently they can attack. Learn something new. Um, thanks to the Olympics. Um, some big losses. U.S. women's soccer lost yeah. their game, um, which was crazy. Also, um, U.S. men's basketball lost for the first time in like 25 25- games um they don't look um great (laughs) they are um (laughs) yeah they don't i mean kevin durant is there um the team sung him happy happy birthday despite it not being his birthday (laughs) Um, maybe their heads aren't in the game i'm not i'm not sure um but yeah it uh those were some some crazy uh shocking results there i guess yeah um, uh, I do think that it's possible that some of them are distracted by filming TikToks about the beds in the Olympic Village. <laughs> so many. I'm genuinely concerned some of the athletes are going to be injured from their like attempts to show that the beds are sturdy. <laughs> I also, okay, as an update for any of our listeners who listened last week about the beds, we have learned more about them. Yes. They are apparently adjustable. So the... Um, firmness of the bed as well as the uh, length of the bed is adjustable. Okay, but the firmness of the bed, I saw a video where the mattress is basically like three squares of recycled plastic to make the mattress. And they indicated that it was like comfy, 
but each of the squares is a different level of firmness. And so like, do you have to trade within the village? Like if you like soft beds or like a firm bed do you be like i'll give you the head of my bed for the foot of your bed like how- it's like the new pokemon cards right? like i don't understand how that how why they're not all the same level kind of thing like i could see if you like flipped it over the like yeah. one side was firmer and the other side was yeah. softer which makes like logical sense but to have like three sections of your bed and they're like all varying levels of firmness I have to say, okay, if I was an Olympic athlete, I would be so pissed because I've been watching the stories of, um, like, Nasia Lukin and uh, Adam Rapon, who are both there, and they're living in these, like, glam hotels. Kate, well, you know why I'd be upset is because that one Olympian who can't be with the other Olympics athletes because he's like a sexual predator gets to stay. What? Oh yeah. There's like one Olympian who is like, he, he was like suspended and then like appealed it. And like the appeal is that he's allowed to go to the Olympics, but he's not allowed to be around any of the other. I think he's American actually. Um, He's not allowed to be around any of the other athletes. So he can't stay at Olympic village. He had to take a plane, like his own, plane he had to get there not on the athlete plane um he can't be around anyone but he's staying at like a glam hotel like like adam and nastia they're like and and then everyone else is in the village (laughs) i feel like it should be reversed here (laughs) everyone else should be in hotels and you should have to live on the cardboard bed yeah exactly (laughs) i um watched as we like probably need to wrap up here but adam rapon was watching the um women's gymnastics qualification last night and he's like I've been sitting here for five minutes and I feel like I've had to go to like have diarrhea the whole time and he's like I know I competed in the Olympics but like why do we do this it's so stressful (laughs) (laughs) amazing like you should not be stressed at all what's wrong with you I get stressed watching the Olympics so I I can understand and I'm sure he was like, obviously, team the the U.S. team. They want to do well, and like they should predictably win. I'm really excited to see what they'll name themselves this year, like the Fab Five. Well, um, they're staying. They're staying in a hotel as well. I I had just seen yeah, so yeah, um, and they didn't go to the opening ceremonies. Like they've been. They married. usually don't though. Oh, right, because it's so close. But yeah. they're, um, I think they've been very isolated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, Simone, um, she's got her own little emoji there now. So maybe they'll just be, they won't have a name. They'll just have an emoji instead of, uh, it'll just be like a goat and then like some little goats. For <laughs> kids. <laughs> little kids, goats. Could we at least have made the goat not white? I don't understand that. It took me about probably five minutes of looking at it to even understand that it was a goat. Um, I was like, why did they give Simone like two arms and three legs? Like, I know she's like a gymnast, but that seems excessive. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, it's a goat and it's a white goat, but she's black. Like, because like not all goats are white. No, could easily have made it not white. Easily, it was very strange, very weird approach to honoring her with the first goat emoji of all time. Right, right. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, yeah. It's there's still so much Olympics left, so I think we should probably share some of our favorite things on the on our Instagram here because yeah, it'll be um, another Olympics heavy episode next weekend too. 
And we're, oh no, not next weekend. We won't have our special guest next weekend. In two weeks, we'll have our special guest. In two weeks, special guest. So we'll tease that a bit more next weekend. (laughs) All right, we'll talk to you later, Maddie. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. New episodes will be released Tuesday mornings. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at We Talk Extensively and on Twitter at Talk Extensively. See you next Tuesday.